This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Sean Kelly with you from Phoenix, Arizona. As uh, the Pelicans have embarked on this West Coast road trip, that will take them not only through Phoenix here, but Los Angeles and Salt Lake City before coming home. And uh, we, we are ready to launch into the Thanksgiving holiday as well. So happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And you'll hear more of that throughout today's show from our guest, John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com and David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans. We'll be talking both Saints and Pelicans today. Plenty to talk about for sure as uh, the bye week is now over for New Orleans uh, on the football side and the New Orleans basketball side has won two games heading into this road trip. So uh, we kind of you know had some fun this week with some different guests. Drew Brees was great yesterday. And today we'll kind of uh, nuts and bolts it a little bit today uh, with regard to upcoming games for the Saints and Pelicans. It's a beautiful day out here in Phoenix. Uh, we will be here through uh, tomorrow night. We'll play the Suns tonight and then practice tomorrow morning uh, in Phoenix and then a Thanksgiving uh, team meal at uh, Coach Gentry's home here in Scottsdale uh, before heading off to Los Angeles. So while we're away from our families, we are looking forward to that and spending time together as as a team out here during the holiday. So um, Coach Payton this morning had his first media availability in what seems like forever as we embark on this uh, Texans week. Uh, it was the media conference call first thing this morning with head coach Sean Payton. It, that, that conference call is available to you on your Saints mobile app. Make sure you check that out if you'd like to listen back through it. Uh, for those who would just like a quick uh, a taste of it and perhaps coach's first thoughts here on a difficult Houston Texans team coming up, here's a, uh, here's a bit of it for you on Black and Blue Report. We're coming off a bye. No one's talked about the Texans yet, but this is a team that – is entirely different in their last five weeks than their first five weeks. So when you watch the film closely and you study these guys against the Jets, pick a game, um, you're seeing one of the better, I think, one of the better defenses playing right now in the NFL. When you watch them, how they're playing on third down, their pressure of the quarterback, the way they rush the passer, uh, their corners on the outside. Offensively, they greatly reduced the turnovers. The first five weeks, I think they were averaging two a game, uh, and now they're they're – less than a half a game. So uh, this, this team has played well, and, and especially of late. All right, so Coach Payton has already spoken to the media today. Drew Brees will visit with the media this afternoon, and the locker room will be open as well. And John DeShazer and our Saints Digital Media crew will be covering that for you later on today. Speaking of John DeShazer, we'll uh, pull him into Studio B in just a moment and get his thoughts on where things stand with the Saints, the Dennis Allen uh, outlook, and, of course, a preview of the Saints and Texans for this weekend. David Wesley after that. Stay with us. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to unwind with your buds by scoring the Guys Night Out six-pack presented by Fulton Alley. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four beers. Plus, Fulton Alley is throwing in a free game of bowling, all for as low as $50. Take flight with the next Guys Night Out on Monday, December 7th against the Boston Celtics. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. 
All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. Saints head coach Sean Payton had his first media conference call of this uh, new week this morning. John DeShazer was a part of that, a senior writer for NewOrleansaints.com, and he joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Good morning, John. What's going on, man? All's good in Phoenix, Arizona, as uh, I don't think it'll rain here until May. Well, I guess I'll uh, wish you a happy Thanksgiving on the road, early Thanksgiving. No, you guys Thank would rather you, be home, obviously, but you know, make it make it the best wherever you are. In fact, I remember we were out there Thanksgiving a couple of years ago. We were, yeah. we were, and uh, there are pictures to prove it. As we went to some ghost town or something, didn't we? After we ate, yes, we did. As a matter of fact, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yep, yep. I think it was an old movie set or something. Yeah. Uh, anyway, happy Thanksgiving to you too, sir, and uh, I hope you had a good bye weekend. Did you get any uh, recharging of the batteries that the uh, players and coaches had prescribed? Yeah, I did a great job of recharging, and then I kind of ran them down again last night. That's <laughs> something that's not for publication or air. But, yeah, I, I had a great time, man. All right, good deal. Let's get back to that conference call this morning. What did what did you hear from head coach Sean Payton for the first time uh, this week? Well, I mean, you wanted to get a feel for what Dennis Allen might want to do philosophically with this defense uh, you get the feeling that uh, he, he was the guy who was in charge of the third down uh, package this year and the third down percentages for opponents was down to 34.8 percent this year as opposed to 46 percent last year so there had been some improvement made there now that's kind of the catch-22 though I mean opponents didn't get to a whole lot of third downs against the Saints so far this season because they were so successful on first and second but when they did get there at least the Saints were getting off the field better than they did last year and I think we'll see the implementation of some of that you know during the first and second down some of that you know maybe a little bit more blitzing uh, DA might be a little bit more aggressive and uh, one of the things that uh, coach Payton also kept uh, kept um, stamping on or not stomping on but kept uh, reiterating and emphasizing was that you know there were myriad problems lining up correctly defensively I think the communication uh, issue bothered him a great deal uh even going back to last season where he was saying you know guys were just not being aligned properly and last year the defense was a little bit more complicated a lot more complicated he said you know there were times where guys would be looking you know looking from left to right when the ball was being snapped and you know if you if you're doing that then obviously you're not concentrating fully on what you should be doing so they're going to see if they can cut down on some of the confusion get guys lined up quickly and correctly and uh, go and hopefully be a little bit more aggressive defensively. Maybe that's the only immediate impact you'll see, and maybe that's enough, J.D. Yeah, it, you know, you, well, that's where it begins. I mean, you know, if guys don't know what to do or, or where to be lined up, you know, then you're going to have a lot of difficulties. 
Now, when it comes to personnel, you know, you, you have what you have in personnel. So it's not like you can go out and all of a sudden, you know, bring in a, a, an all-pro cornerback or, or a first-line linebacker or, you know, a, a first-team, you know, all-NFL defensive lineman. I mean, the guys you have on your roster are the guys you have. So you have to hopefully be able to play more to their strengths, whatever those strengths may be. Maybe, you know, for instance, and I'm not saying anybody told me this, but maybe you play Cam Jordan more on the inside and hopefully take advantage of him as a defensive tackle on some more snaps. You, you just never know. But certainly um, having had an opportunity for, to see these guys for a while, I think Dennis Allen probably has a different vision on how to best utilize them or better utilize them and get more out of their talents. And, uh, you know, that's going to begin with getting the call in quickly, getting guys lined up quickly, letting them get in position where they can make adjustments as opposed to having uh, having that confusion and not knowing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. One thing, J.D., that may benefit Dennis Allen and that defense coming out of this bye week is perhaps some of the bodies that you have, as you just mentioned, um, but have not been available may come back for you. And there have been some key guys that have missed the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we won't know until a little bit later today or maybe even later in the week, you know, the status on uh, cornerbacks Keenan Lewis and Damian Swan, two guys who could be critical to what Dennis Allen wants to do. Uh, Haoli Kakaha, the linebacker rookie, uh, he was injured a, a game. He came back and played some last game and got re-injured, so he might be, again, healthy enough to play this week. So, yeah, getting some of those guys back, on the field defensively, especially your front-line guys, you know, your David Hawthorns and your Ramon Humbers, who turn out to be critical in the special teams game. And we know that the Saints gave up some return yardage also. So you want to get those guys back on the field, and hopefully, you know, this might be as healthy as the Saints have been this season. Get them back yeah. on the field, hopefully align them properly, get them in the, in the right spots, and, and go from there. Maybe LRB too. That'd be another yeah, guy. Yeah, I forgot about Janelle Ellerby, who is, who is in his, his absence has been critical. Um, I had no idea how good a player Danelle Ellerby was, to be honest with you. I mean, I know he played at Miami. I know he was with, he was with the Ravens. Uh, but to see him in action as a cover linebacker and as a guy who, who makes great pursuit and a guy who has really great athletic skills and he, and he blends it with a pretty good uh, mental capacity for the game, had no idea he was going to be as big a loss as he's been. But, you know, he's the guy who, who has the ability to cover opposing tight ends. And who knew that was going to be such a glaring need for the Saints this year? Yeah, no doubt. These are some of the launching point storylines here as we uh, get to kind of get into Texans week here. John DeShazer is with us on the Black and Blue Report. J.D., when we look at the Texans and, and this matchup this weekend, what are the other storylines that will unfold, the things that should be examined and talked about with regard to Saints versus Texans? Well, number one for the Saints is they better figure out a way to deal with J.J. Watt, um, the defensive end from the Texans who was first uh, defensive player, reigning defensive player of the year, and if he wasn't playing on the five and five team, he very well could be that again this year. Uh, who, you know, moves up and down the line and was first team all NF all pro, uh, first team all NFL all pro uh, as a defensive end and second team as a defensive tackle. So who who's ever done that before? And then, so they better figure out what they're going to do with him. And he's probably primarily going to line up at left end against Zach Streif. So Zach's going to have to be up to the challenge, or he might have to get a little help. Uh, from, a, from a chipping tight end and, and running back over there. But they're going to have to deal with J.J. Watt defensively. And we noticed Houston's on a three-game winning streak. They're not scoring a ton of points, but they don't have to. In those three games, they're only allowing about 10 points a game. So they're shutting people down defensively lately. And this is a team, now they're 5-5, five and five and they're big players in the AFC South Division, whereas they were dead in the water a little while ago. They've got Brian Hoyer back at quarterback. 
We know Brian Hoyer beat the Saints last year in Cleveland. Uh, we saw some of him preseason. He was one of those guys who got rid of the ball really quickly, and the Saints weren't able to get to him in preseason game. I can't imagine they'd vary away from that much. And, uh, and so they've got some weapons that they can deal with. We know running back Alfred Blue from LSU is now their primary guy right there. And, uh, and so they're going to run the ball. They're going to throw the ball. But, uh, again, they, they're going to start and stop defensively. That's where they, they make their bread and butter. I think they're uh, top ten uh, defense against the pass. And we know that the Saints obviously want to move the ball through the air. So, you know, Drew Brees is going to have to be upright. Otherwise, it's going to be a long day in Houston. Yeah, no doubt about that. There are six games to go, J.D., and I know they'll take them one game at a time here. Um, but with regard to, I don't want to say drama, but the events of last week uh, and then a bye weekend, and, and the fact that the bye weekend comes at the last possible juncture of the season with regard to how bye weeks get scheduled, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's the same feeling down the way, but it, it's one of those deals where half of me feels like there's no shot, but then because of the way things have gone the last couple of weeks, but then half of me also thinks, man, they could win any one of these games, if not all of them, and really turn their season around. So, you know, I, I feel like I have more question marks, and some of them are good questions, uh, than I do anything else coming out of this bye week. Well, and I think that's the case for all of us. Um, and, and maybe, you know, maybe inside the locker room. I mean, you don't want to express doubt if you're a player, but you have to wonder exactly, you know, this team has been kind of, you know, wildly inconsistent up and down and uh can they put together you know forget a six game winning streak let's see if they can win you know two in a row uh especially beginning on with a houston team that's extremely hot right now and then right. you know they come back home and you know carolina is going to come to town pretty soon uh, next week so it's going it, it will be extremely difficult for the saints to win these last six in a row because now all of a sudden the competition ratcheted up i mean Three weeks ago, you'd have looked at the end of the schedule. You'd have seen Jacksonville, and you see Tampa Bay down there, and you're kind of smiling a little bit, and you 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 know you kind of you know make a little mark in the win column. Well, now Tampa Bay's five and five, and they're playing pretty good. And Jacksonville, I'm not exactly sure what their record is, but they're playing pretty good. So now there yep. are there are no gimmies, you know, down the stretch for a Saints team that struggled going into the bye. Yes, they won three in a row, but they lost two in a row, and both of them in pretty bad fashion, especially defensively. And there's only so much you can do in a limited amount of time. If Dennis Allen comes in and he takes over the defense in February or January, that's a different thing than taking him over in week 10 of the regular season where you got basically a week and a half to try to make some changes and you hope that those changes will stick. Good point there. And uh, as you said, it's going to be a little dicey here with the way these teams are playing now. And we'll just start with this one here and, and try and go from there. So, J.D. is one of those deals where uh, we'll see you next week as the Pelicans are out west and you'll be in Houston this weekend. Happy Thanksgiving again and appreciate your time today. Happy Thanksgiving to you, my partner, and uh, all you guys out there on the road trip. Hopefully you guys have a great Thanksgiving wherever it's going to be. Coach Gentry's house is what we're understanding. Oh, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, I'll be sharing Thanksgiving with David Wesley, who will be sharing with us here in a moment on a Wesley Wednesday. And uh, John DeShazer will... Uh, Bid you adieu, and thanks again. Yes, sir, anytime. All right, Wesley Wednesday's yours after this quick timeout.
Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy text alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their 90th anniversary world tour to the Smoothie King Center for two shows Saturday, April 2nd. Witness some of the world's best athletes execute unbelievable feats of ball handling, trick shots, and comedy. It's the team's most epic tour in 90 years and a lifelong memory in the making. Score your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and don't miss your chance to get in on the action at the Smoothie King Center, Saturday, April 2nd at 2 and 7 p.m. Looking for the perfect holiday gift? Well, give the gift of Pelicans basketball with the Pelicans five-game holiday plan. Packages start as low as $49. Pick your favorite five games, including matchups against the Thunder, Rockets, and Clippers. The Pelicans five-game holiday plan makes a great stocking stuffer. So call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to order your Pelicans five-game holiday plan today. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. It's been great having my two guys here with me on the Black and Blue Report today. I told you at the top of the show that we'd have John DeShazer and David Wesley. I know, I know. David Wesley's joined me here in the hotel room in Phoenix. You know, this is uh, this is the alternate site for Studio B. We have the best lobby we've seen in this year and we're doing it in your room like come on we have this piece of equipment we're using today so this is where it's going to be i know we've been raiding the lobbies haven't we yeah the budget's going downhill fast (laughs) it's just a matter of selection that's all yeah actually the budget ratchets up with this piece of equipment today i know see i mean we're we're live and direct to studio b in new orleans and we're out here west and you'd never know the difference see that that's that's a good thing but the lobby is Pretty, I'm not into a whole lot of lobbies and decor, but that lobby's pretty off the chain, so we should have been in the lobby today. All right, I'll take that one. I'll take, I'll take responsibility for this decision here. Don't hold it against me. One thing is for sure, though, we visit on a Wesley Wednesday here that is better than the other Wesley Wednesdays we've had so far this season as the Pelicans are coming off of two wins at home over the weekend. And, and two really good weekends. I mean, two really good wins over this weekend – uh, the effort has, has been there. The, the, it's coming along. I uh, had an interesting conversation yesterday with Coach Darren Ehrman that he spoke about the defensive side of the ball, which is clearly different, more energy, better help, better awareness. So um, looking for win number three and uh, the first road win. Yeah, no doubt about that. When, you know, when you talk about the defense over the weekend, was it, was it more of an improvement on the effort side? Or the awareness side, or was it more of an improvement on the, I guess, the implementation of the system? Both, maybe. Well, you know, it's it's hard for coaches to make adjustments if you're not giving effort because you don't know if that scheme is going to work. And if you don't give the effort, it doesn't matter which scheme you put out there. So I think it starts with effort. When they give 100% effort, then you can say, okay, he was flying at the ball. He was there when he was supposed to. I could see he had to do this and do that. He can't get there. We need to change what we do. So 
once they give that effort, it's e- it's a lot easier to make those adjustments and uh, whatever adjustments they're making, whatever changes they're making with the effort, uh, it seems to be working. You, you see a lot of tip balls, a lot of uh, steals and passing lanes and, and things like that, and 50-50 balls are going the Pelicans' way now. It's it's much better. Did you see anything different in Anthony Davis and the way he played over the last two to three games? His bounce is back. Uh, and when I say his bounce, his energy, his 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 effort to run from one end to the other. You know, there was a couple of times earlier in the season where I saw him jogging. Uh, you don't see him jog. He's got long legs. He glides down the court. He gets there uh, pretty easy. But his bounce is back, his energy, he's around the basket more. He's making post moves. He still needs to trust his post move. I can see hesitation, but much better Anthony Davis over the last few games, and and that goes with the wins as well. Ryan Anderson just came off of the best four-game stretch of his entire career, and I got to tell you, it was a lot of fun to watch. The flamethrower has found a rhythm, uh, and it'd be nice if, if, you know, shooting comes and goes, it, it you know, it's lightning in a bottle. You know, it, bam, you got it, unless you're Steph Curry, of course. And then he may cool off some. But, again, his energy's been better. He's been going to the offensive rebounds. He's been going to the glass. And that has helped him get into a much better rhythm. I always said that when I'm in a good defensive stance, my game is better overall. And some nights you just don't feel like you're – you feel like you're in that defensive stance, but you're not. So – um, his energy, his shooting, um, obviously he is the reason why because he's hit some big shots. He's hit shots that aren't open. That fadeaway is on fire. The three ball is is locked in. So, you know, if, if he can keep that going for another couple of games, maybe we can have this a good road trip. Yeah, no doubt. We'll talk about that road trip in just a second. There's one more guy I want to bring up, and that's Ish Smith. Now, look, I've I've been doing this now a little over 10 years, and you know, I didn't play, but I've seen a lot. And, and one thing I've learned over the years is that, look, any guy who can get to this level, get to the NBA, even if it's on a 10-day contract or a D-league call-up or whatever, look, they can play. And, and they can give you a great night. The good ones give you more than that. And so with Ish Smith, who's now with his ninth team, he kind of bounced around and all that, uh, still young enough to make mistakes but yet also learn and grow, Look, we've gone from a great night or two to now consistently strong play in this uh, in this role that he's kind of been thrust into. Well, the, the the key to all of those, the ten days, the the guys that's here a year and gone a year, is finding what you do best and putting it out on the floor, and that being a part of what you do. Right now, Ish Smith, because he's now into a up tempo game, he's allowed to do him. And he is a guy who pushes hard, gets in the paint, and looks for guys. Early, the mistakes he was making was he was looking to just pass. Now he's changed that to going to finish, going to finish, going to finish. Oh, now I'm passing. His effectiveness on the court has been by far the best because he's getting Ryan Anderson the open shots. He's getting Anthony Davis the lobs. He's getting Eric Gordon wide open shots. So, he is creating a problem that defenses can't really get ready for. I mean, you have to get back, get five guys to stop him, or he's going to be in the paint. He drives in there with with such quickness. It's, it's hard to get in front of him. He creates fouls, and now he's finishing and passing. He's a tough guy to stop. 
and he doesn't turn the ball over either. I mean, those numbers are really low. That, and, and, that's, and that's big, you know, because you take that same guy on a 10-day, that's his strength, driving and kicking. But if he's turning the ball over, now you've got to take him off the court. He can't beat him. So Ish Smith, after all these teams, has now found his niche. And as long as he stays within that niche and doesn't try to do much more than what he's doing because he is doing a lot and he has to put value on what he's doing, um, when everybody comes back, there's going to be a decision to make, and it's going to be tough. That's where we were going with the very next topic here, and that is that wonderful storyline that I think we're going to have uh, some enjoyment in watching, and there may be some hand-wringing and all kinds of different things coming up here. But but as David's alluding to here, uh, basically, Norris Cole and Tyreek Evans are very close to coming back. And now you're going to throw two more guards, front-line guards, one a starter, one another first guy off the bench type guy, into this mix that's already featured Holiday, Gordon, and now is Smith. So what happens here in the coming days? Well, it's going to be a, a challenge of maturity and understanding this is what's working. And you've watched it all the time. Iguodala goes to the bench. He accepts his role. He's one of the best six men. Um, and, and then he waits his turn come playoff time. Now he's starting. He's MVP of the finals. So Maturity right now for this team is going to be big. When you're young and trying to make a way and trying to make money, trying to perform, those things get in the way of the end result. And so if this team can be mature about it and understand, hey, for our team, this is what's working and that's all that matters, then it, it could go. If it doesn't, then it could be a problem. And again, the coaches, they're dealing with we're already in the hole. We got to win games. We can't worry about attitudes and whose turn it is to play. So it can be a funny situation, but hopefully, uh, you know, they can work this out and it's going to be a few bumps, I'm sure. And, and guys that are coming back, they want to play. They want to play more. And maybe Ish Smith is playing so dominant that it's hard to get them on the floor and they have to accept that. Yeah, we'll see how this plays out. That hole you spoke of, by the way, careful here. I mean, you have to be careful, but the good news is you're only three and a half, four games right now to the top eight in the West. So you may have gotten a little bit of help from those around the league as you guys, as you see guys start to come back. Let's talk about this road trip a little bit. This is not going to be easy by any means. First of all, you're going to play the team that you just beat, which I'm sure they're not going to feel real good about uh, in Phoenix. And that starts tonight. And then the Clippers, who are in a free-for-all, are free-fall right now, uh, and they're going to be uh, – <laughs> looking at you as, as the elixir on Friday, and then that Jazz team in a back-to-back. Oh, my gosh. How many times are we going to have to go to Salt Lake City and face, face the Jazz in the second night of a back-to-back? It's like punishment for something, I think, along the way. Well, before I would say it wasn't punishment because then we were in and out of Utah the fastest. But uh, now that I kind of like going snowmobiling, I'd like a day or two in, in Park City. I'd love a day or two in Utah. But the one thing that makes this difficult is perimeter play. You know, all these teams have – really good perimeter guys, and, and again, Darren Ehrman was mentioning la uh, last night on the plane that that's been the biggest issue is guarding the basketball. Well, Bledsoe and Knight had a difficult night the other night. They struggled, and they're probably going to bounce back and have a good night. Can we continue? Can the Pelicans continue to get those stops, get in front, make it difficult for these guards, and that's how you're going to win this game. That the, the Phoenix Suns are very guard dominant. They took that away. They win the game. Can they do it again tonight? 
course, you got Chris Paul in L.A., um, and you got good guards and good defense down in, in Utah, even though they're struggling. The Clippers, I, I've never liked their team. So I, I don't know if, if, if what they're doing. They always go through a stretch of games where they just lose. It, all that talent, and they just lose. It just doesn't make sense, and they don't have that killer instinct that it takes. So these are games that can be won, but there's a lot of talent on all three of these teams. And like you said, we're going to Utah on the back-to-back. You know, it, it could be a rough it could be a rough road trip, but certainly you got to take care of business. All right, we will be spending the get, the day together tomorrow. Um, so I don't want to say this because I'm not going to see you on Thanksgiving. But here in this uh, in this format on Black and Blue Report, David Wesley, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, and to all the Black and Blue listeners. Uh, I hope you eat a lot of food and a lot of turkey, and wake up with a sore belly, and and get ready for Christmas. David Wesley and Joel Myers tonight on Fox Sports New Orleans. Game one of this three-game West Coast road trip at Phoenix. That's an 8 o'clock Central uh, start time. Covered beginning at, of course, 7.30 Central. We'll have a quick note on how you, Pelicans and Saints fans, can help in our community. Coming up, and we'll wrap up this shortened week of Black and Blue Report right after this. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that, so we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. I'll tell you what, we've had a great week here on Black and Blue Report. We took a short week and uh, we made the most of it, that's for sure. No shows tomorrow or Friday. Uh, We'll be back with you on Monday and we'll all be back uh, in Studio B, which will be outstanding after uh, both teams being on the road this weekend. So we'll look forward to that. And uh, as just did with David Wesley, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I hope that you enjoy one of my favorite holidays uh, and be thankful, of course, just for the uh, friends and family that you'll have gathered around you over the next day or two. So uh, outstanding, uh, outstanding time of year for me. And uh, I'm grateful to have uh, even even away from my family this week uh, to have the opportunities that I have. So with that being said, uh, there is one way that I want to um encourage all of us and that's me included to to help our community especially during this season and uh, and that's with Win dixie and second harvest food bank so we're the, the Win dixie and the saints are teaming up for the uh, Win dixie holiday harvest event which is going to be next week that's on tuesday december the 1st from 5 30 to 7 at the Win dixie at 5901 airline highway right just i mean right here by the facility what we'll ask you to do is to bring five canned good items or donate $5 for admission to the event. And uh, you can come on over and mix and mingle with Saints players, the Saints Sations, 
Gumbo, some of us uh, broadcasters will be there, all in support of the Second Harvest Food Bank. And uh, there'll be a lot of great delicious food samples and festive music, uh, all while helping uh, feed local families. So uh, put it on your calendar if you don't mind. I know it's a very busy time of year, uh, but after this weekend, make sure that you've got this on your list. And that's Tuesday, December the 1st, 5.30-7 at Winn-Dixie on Airline Highway in Metairie. So uh, that'll be a great event, and I look forward to that. Again, real easy. Five canned good items or donate a $5 admission to the event. And uh, all of it going, of course, to help Second Harvest Food Bank. We thank Lynn Dixie for uh, being a big part of this event. So with that being said, we'll wrap up this week on Black and Blue Report. Big thanks to all of our great guests, David Wesley and John DeShazer today, Drew Brees yesterday, Jake Seeley from rotoexperts.com, Jennifer Finnegan and her husband, Jonathan Silverman. It's been a fun three days, that's, that's for sure. And we'll do it all over again. We'll start up a new week and a new guest list for you on Monday. For Daniel Salerson, I'm Sean Kelly. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And we'll see you on the radio from out here on the West Coast with the Pelicans and back here next week for some winning black and blue reports. Reports, if you know what I mean. Take care. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.